God bless you, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Leonard. God bless you. Woo! God still has a purpose for your life. Every time you take that deep breath, that's just a reminder that God is on the throne and God is loving you and he's got a purpose for you. And don't you forget about it. My goodness. Hey, look, I just want to talk to you today about the midnight hour. Sometimes in your life, you will come to a situation where you have what we call the midnight hour. And in the midnight hour, it's what you decide to do about it. You know, you make it what it is because the truth is at some point we all get attacked by the enemy. That's what he does. You know, and we get hit. And sometimes those attacks are so severe, they create what I call the midnight hour. So let's pray. Father, bless your word today. We thank you for what you're going to do right now. Bless our ears to hear. Bless me to speak. Father, and most of all, let the word land on fertile ground, good ground. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. In the Bible, in the book of Acts, Paul and Silas are preaching the gospel and they get arrested. The people are stirred up against them and they're talking about Jesus Christ and and you have folks who don't want to hear about Jesus. And it's funny how when you talk about Jesus, boy, you can stir up some stuff. You know what? You can pray. And and as long as you don't use the name of Jesus, everything is good. You can pray our father, you know, and never mention Jesus's name. And man, I'm telling you, everything is good. You can do that in a public setting. It doesn't matter where you do that. You can do that. And and people are happy. It, it doesn't matter. It's like, oh, OK, good, good prayer. Right. But as soon as you pray in the name of Jesus, all of a sudden there's a problem. All of a sudden uh, people are upset. People are are uh, are, uh, you know, they get they get a little weird on you. You know, when you mention the name of Jesus. And so Paul and Silas, they're preaching the gospel and getting people converted. And all of a sudden, the folks uh, in the Sanhedrin and folks around get get a little upset with Paul and Silas. And they're going to teach them a lesson. And I mean, they're so they're really upset. And you got to understand, Judaism was the religion of that day. And a lot of folks were pagans. So either they were pagans or, uh, you know, they were uh, they were followers of Judaism. And so they didn't want to hear about Jesus. The one thing they feared about Jesus is that this name was was turning the world upside down. They had already crucified him, you know, and they were trying to really keep this name from being noised abroad. They didn't want other people to hear because they saw what happened, because when Jesus was on the earth and they witnessed that a lot of folks um, were converted. People came to Christianity. People came to Jesus. They followed Jesus. They loved Jesus. They wanted they wanted to, to go wherever he went. Large multitudes of people followed him. And after his death and people began to understand that Jesus was still alive, but he wasn't here on this earth in his bodily form, but his spirit was on the earth. The people still began to uh, to respond to that name. On the day of Pentecost, when Peter and the rest of the apostles were filled with the Holy Ghost, Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and he proclaimed the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He preached the gospel 
to everybody that would listen. And on that day, over 3,000 souls came to the Lord. They were saved and, and many were filled with the Holy Spirit. And so that name still carried power. That name still provoked fear amongst the heathen. But that name also still provoked love as, as well. And so the one thing we know about the name of Jesus is that when it's out there, it's going to do what God said it's going to do. The name of Jesus at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. So Paul and Silas, they're preaching the gospel and and uh, people are being saved. And man, they're, they're they're experiencing great miracles and there's a move in that city. And then all of a sudden these folks get jealous and upset and they don't want that name preached because they know that name caused issues. Now, politically speaking. Um, the politics of that day, you know, with Caesar being in charge and all those type of things, people, they Romans got upset. People got upset because that name was, I guess, a somewhat threat to their kingdom. But what's funny about it is later on in history, you know, Christianity became a dominant religion in Rome. So but anyway, that's for another time. So Paul and Silas, they get arrested. And uh, before they're arrested, I mean, they get beaten. Um, they took a pretty good whooping, you know, and it's the same thing. It's that that whip, you know, that cat of nine tails that splits your back wide open. So these guys are bleeding profusely, you know, and they've been beaten and they're in their midnight hour. Now, good things happen. Bad things happen to good people. Did Paul and Z Silas desire deserve to be whipped and beaten? Absolutely not. But they're out proclaiming the gospel. And unfortunately, in that day, the gospel um, cost you because you were persecuted. People came against you when you preached the gospel. So Paul and Silas, they preached the gospel. They witnessed the glorious works of God. They watched Jesus Christ move mightily on the earth. And, you know, it was just a wonder, wonderful time. But now they're at midnight. They've been beaten. Obviously, um, they're I'm not going to say they're upset. I'm sure they are. Um, and they um, they're having a hard time. So they're locked in prison, chains, shackles, and they're put in the stocks as well. So their hands and their necks are in stocks. Their back is bleeding. They're chained up. They're in the inner prison the worst part of the prison, and they began to praise God. In their midnight hour, they praised God. Can you imagine that when you're going through the worst time of your life, you decide to praise God? Let me tell you what happened. As they're praising God at midnight, the Bible says the spirit of the Lord came in that place and the jail began to shake like a great earthquake. And all the chains and bonds of the people were broken. So those stocks were broken off of Paul and Silas. Those chains fell off and they were walking around free. Even the jail cells swung wide open. And the jailer who was charged to keep them, he was going to kill himself. But Paul said, no, do yourself no harm. We're still here. And people looked around with amazement. The prisoners chains were broken. God broke in or. You can say broke them out, but at any rate, God delivered. And so an amazing thing happened. 
the jailer took Paul and Silas to see his uh, family and his family was saved. The jailer was saved. The prisoners were saved. All of them were saved. Right. And so when they finally came to get Paul and Silas and try to sneak them out in secret, Paul said, no, I need you to do this in open because you you beat us uh, in open and you came and you got us and you did all this stuff. So when you release us, I want you to release us in front of everybody. And the people fear because Paul was a Roman. He had Roman citizenship. How about that? But anyway, God delivered Paul and Silas and he went on to preach many, many more sermons. They went on to save many, many more people and they did great and wonderful things. And so the big thing about this whole thing is what are you going to do in your midnight? You know, in your midnight hour, you have a choice. You can praise God. And, you know, God is right there with you, even in the middle of your storms. He's right there, you know, or you can complain and 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 tell God how bad it is and all these other things. That's your choice. You know, so what will you do in the, in the midnight hour? What will you do? Well, I'm going to tell you that if you're not saved, you're probably going to bellyache and whine and and cry and, and drink and use drugs and snort and all sorts of things because you have nowhere else to turn. But Christians, you do. You turn to the Lord in your midnight hour and he will deliver you. You know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Brothers and sisters, if you don't know the Lord as your Lord and Savior, here's your opportunity. Say this with your mouth. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. I believe that you died for me. I believe that God raised you from the dead. Lord Jesus, I accept you now as my Lord and Savior. I need you. I need you in my life. I need you everywhere. I can't do this without you. Lord, I can't do life without you. Save me. Deliver me. Fill me with your spirit. I receive you now in Jesus' name. Brothers and sisters, if you prayed that prayer, you're now a child of God. The one thing I want you to do is make sure whatever you do, you get in a good Bible believing church and read your Bible. And until next time, this is Brother Leonard and uh, be blessed.